Act Three of Aura, A Tragedy in Five Acts by Joanna Bailey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One A forest with a half-ruined castle in the background, seen through the trees by moonlight. Franco and several outlaws are discovered sitting on the ground round a fire, with flagons, etc., by them, as if they had been drinking. Song of Several Voices the chuff and crow to roost are gone the owl sits on the tree the hushman wails with feeble moan like infant charity the wildfire dances on the fen the red star sheds its ray up rouse ye then my merry men it is our opening day both child and nurse are fast asleep and closed is every flower and winking tapers faintly peep high from my lady's bower Bewildered hinds with shortened ken shrink on their murky way. Up rouse ye then, my merry men, it is our opening day. Nor board nor garner own we now, nor roof nor latch a door, nor kind mate bound by holy vow to bless a good man's store. Noon lulls us in a gloomy den, and night is grown our day. Uprouse ye then, my merry men, and use it as ye may. Franco to First Outlaw How likes thou this, Fernando? Well, song of faith, but serving ill our turn, who would all travellers and benighted folks scare from our precincts. Such sweet harmony will rather tempt invasion. Fear not for mingled voices heard afar, through glade and glen and thicket stealing on to distant listeners, seem wild goblin sounds, at which the lonely traveller checks his steed, pausing with long-drawn breath and keen-turned ear, and twilight pilferers cast down in haste their ill-got burthens while the homeward hind turns from his path full many a mile about through bog and mire to grope his blundering way such to the startled ear of superstition were seraph songs could we like seraph sing enter first outlaw hastily disperse ye different ways we are undone how sayst thou shrinking poltron we undone outlawed and ruined men who live by daring a train of armed men some noble dame escorting so their words discovered as unperceived i hung upon the rear are close at hand and mean to pass the night within the castle some benighted travellers bold from their numbers who ne'er have heard the ghostly legend of this dreaded place let us keep close within our vaulted haunts the way to which is tangled and perplexed and cannot be discovered with the morn they will depart nay by the holy mass within those walls 
not for a night must travellers quietly rest or few or many would we live securely we must uphold the terrors of the place therefore let us prepare our midnight rouse see from the windows of the castle gleam light seen from the castle quick passing lights as though they moved within in hurried preparation and that bell bell heard which from yon turret its shrill larum sends betokens some unwanted stir come hearts be all prepared before the midnight watch the fiend-like din of our infernal chase around the walls to raise come night advances exeunt scene two a gothic room in the castle with a stage darkened enter katharina bearing a light followed by aura aura catching her by the robe and pulling her back advance no further turn i pray this room more dismal and more ghastly seems than that which we have left behind thy taper's light as thus aloft thou wavest it to and fro the fretted ceiling gilds with feeble brightness whilst overhead its carved ribs glit past like edgy waves of a dark sea returning to an eclipsed moon its sullen sheen to me it seems less dismal than the other see here are chairs around the table set as if its last inhabitants had left it scarcely an hour ago setting the light upon the table alas how many hours and years have passed since human forms have round this table sat or lamp or taper on its surface gleamed methinks i hear the sound of time long past still murmuring o'er us in the lofty void of those dark arches like the lingering voices of those who long within their graves have slept it was their gloomy home now it is mine sits down resting her arm upon the table and covering her eyes with her hand enter rudiger beckoning katharina to come to him and speaks to her in a low voice at the corner of the stage go and prepare thy lady's chamber why dost thou forever closely near her keep she charged me so to do i charge thee also with paramount authority to leave her i for a while will take thy station here thou art not mad thou dost not hesitate fixing his eyes on her with a fierce threatening look from which she shrinks exit katharina this was the home of bloody lawless power the very air rests thick and heavily where murder hath been done <sighs> there is a strange oppression in my breast dost thou not feel a close unwholesome vapour oh every air to me is light and healthful that with thy sweet and heavenly breath is mixed aura starting up thou here looking round katrina gone does aura fear to be alone with one whose weal 
whose being on her favour hangs retire sir knight i choose to be alone and dost thou choose it here in such a place wearing so near the midnight hour alas how loathed and irksome must my presence be dost thou deride my weakness i deride it no noble maid say rather that from thee i have a kindred weakness got in battle my courage never shrunk as my armed heel and crested helm do fairly testify but now when midnight comes i feel by sympathy with thinking upon thee fears rise within me i never knew before ha dost thou too such human weakness own i plainly feel we are all creatures in the wakeful hour of ghastly midnight formed to cower together forgetting all distinctions of the day beneath its awful and mysterious power stealing closer to her as he speaks and putting his arms round her aura breaking from him i pray thee hold thy parley further off why dost thou press so near me and art thou so offended lovely aura ah wherefore am i thus presumptuous deemed the blood that fills thy veins and enriches mine from the same stock we spring though by that glance of thy disdainful eye too well i see my birth erroneously thou countest base erroneously yes i will prove it so longer i'll not endure a galling wrong which makes each word of tenderness that bursts from a full heart bold and presumptuous seem and severs us so far no subtile snake it is the baseness of thy selfish mind full of all guile and cunning and deceit that severs us so far and shall do ever thou prov'st how far my passion will endure unjust reproaches from a mouth so dear out on hypocrisy who but thyself did hugobert advise to send me hither and who the jailer's hateful office holds to make my thraldom sure i prayed me not for this had i refused one less thy friend had ta'en thy ungracious task and gentle aura dost thou know a man who might and ward all that his soul holds dear from danger keep yet would the charge refuse for that strict right such worship doth contemn oh, still to be with thee to look upon thee to hear thy voice makes even this place of horus where as tis said the spectre of a chief slain by our common grandsir haunts the night a paradise a place where i could live in penury and gloom and be most blessed ah aura if there's misery in thraldom pity a wretch who breathes but in thy favour who till he looked upon that beauteous face was free and happy pity me or kill me kneeling and catching hold of her hand off fiend let snakes and vipers cling to me so thou dost keep aloof rudiger rising indignantly and is my love with so much hatred met madam 
Beware lest scorn like this should change me, even to the baleful thing your fears have fancied. Thirst thou to threaten me? He who is mad with love and gold with scorn dares anything. But oh, forgive such words from one who rather, humbled at your feet, would have that gentleness, that generous pity, the native inmate of each female breast, receive the grace on which his life depends. There was a time when thou didst look on me with other eyes. Thou dost amaze me much. Whilst I believed thou wert an honest man, being no fool and an adventurous soldier, I looked upon thee with good will. If more thou didst discover in my looks than this, I wisdom with thine honesty, in truth, was fairly matched. Madam, the proud derision of that smile deceives me not. It is the lord of Falkenstein, who better skilled than I in tourney war, though not in the actual field more valiant found, engrosses now your partial thoughts. And yet, what may he boast which, in a lover's suit, I may not urge? He's brave, and so am I, and birth I am his equal, for my mother, as I shall prove, was married to Count Albert, my noble father, though for reasons tedious here to be stated, still their secret nuptials were unacknowledged, and on me has fallen a cruel stigma which degrades my fortunes. But were I, oh, forgive the expiring thought, but were I Oros Lord, I should break forth like the unclouded sun, by all acknowledged as ranking with the highest in the land. Do what thou wilt when thou art Aura's lord, but being as thou art, retire and leave me. I choose to be alone. Then be it so. Thy pleasure, mighty dame, I will not balk. This night, tomorrow's night, and every night, Shalt thou in solitude be left, if absence of human beings can secure it for thee? Pauses and looks on her, while she seems struck and disturbed. It wears already on the midnight hour. Good night. Pauses again. She is still more disturbed. Perhaps I understood too hastily commands you may retract. Aura, recovering her state. Leave me, I say. That part of my commands I never can retract. You are obeyed. Exit. Aura paces up and down hastily for some time, then stops short, and after remaining a little while in a thoughtful posture. Can spirit from the tomb, or fiend from hell, more hateful, more malignant be than man, that villainous man? Although to look on such, yeah, even the very thought of looking on them makes natural blood to curdle in the veins and loosened limbs to shake. There are who have endured the visitation of supernatural beings. Oh, for it! I would close couch me to my deadliest foe rather than for a moment bear alone the horrors of the sight. Who's there? Who's there? looking round. Heard I not voices near? That door ajar sends forth a cheerful light, 
perhaps my women who now prepare my chamber grant it be exit running hastily to a door from which a light is seen scene three a chamber with a small bed or couch in it enter rudiger and katharina wrangling together i say be gone and occupy the chamber i have appointed for thee here i am fixed and here i pass the night thou saidst my chamber should be adjoining that which aura holds i know thy wicked thoughts they meditate some devilish scheme but think not i'll abet it thou wilt not angry restive simple fool dost thou stop short and say i'll go no further thou whom concealed shame hath bound so fast my tool my instrument fulfil thy charge the full bent of thy commission else thee and thy bantling too i'll from me cast to want and infamy o oh, shameless man thou art the son of a degraded mother as low as i am yet thou hast no pity ay and dost thou reproach my bastardy to make more base the man who conquered thee with all thy virtue rigid and demure who would have thought less than a sovereign prince could e'er have compassed such achievement mean as he may be thou'st given thyself a master and must obey him dost thou yet resist thou know'st my meaning tearing open his vest in vehemence of action <gasps> under thy vest a dagger <sighs> too well i know thy meaning cruel ruthless man have i discovered it i thought not of it the vehemence of gesture hath betrayed me i keep not for thee but for myself a refuge from disgrace here is another he who with high but dangerous fortune grapples should he be foiled looks but to friends like these pulling out two daggers from his vest the steel is strong to give a vigorous thrust the other on its venomed point has that which in the feeblest hand gives death as certain as though a giant smote the destined prey thou desperate man so armed against thyself ay against myself with such resolves consider well how i shall deal with those who may withstand my will or mar my purpose thinkst thou i'll feebly oh be pacified i will be gone i am a humbled wretch on whom thou tramplest with a tyrant's cruelty exit Rediger looks after her with a malignant laugh, and then goes to the door of an adjoining chamber, to the lock of which he applies his ear. All still within. I'm tired and heavy grown. I'll lay me down to rest. She is secure. No one can pass me here to gain her chamber. If she hold parley now with anything, it must in truth be ghost or sprite. I am i'm tired and will to bed lays himself on the couch and falls asleep the cry of hounds is then heard without at a distance with the sound of a horn and presently aura enters 
bursting from the door of the adjoining chamber in great alarm katrina sleepest thou awake awake <gasps> running up to the couch and starting back on seeing rediger that hateful viper here is this my nightly guard detested wretch i will steal back again walks softly on tiptoe to the door of her chamber when the cry of hounds etc is again heard without nearer than before oh no i dare not though sleeping and most hateful when awake still he is natural life and may be waked listening again tis nearer now that dismal trilling blast i must awake him approaching the couch and shrinking back again oh no 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 oh, upon his face he wears a horrid smile that speaks bad thoughts rediger speaks in his sleep he mutters to my name i dare not do it listening again the dreadful sound is now upon the wind sullen and low as if it wound its way into the caverned earth that swallowed it i will abide in patient silence here though hateful and asleep i feel me still near something of my kind crosses her arms and leans in a cowering posture over the back of a chair at a distance from the couch when presently the horn is heard without louder than before and she starts up oh it returns as though the yawning earth had given it up again near to the walls the horribly mingled din tis nearer still tis close at hand tis at the very gate running to the couch ah were he a murderer clenching in his hands the bloody knife i must awake him no that face of dark and subtile wickedness i dare not do it listing again ay it is at the gate within the gate what rushing blast is that shaking the doors some awful visitation dread entrance makes oh mighty god of heaven a sound ascends the stairs ho rudiger awake awake ho wake thee rudiger rudiger waking what cry is that so terribly strong ora what is the matter it is within the walls didst thou not hear it what the loud voice that called me no it was mine it sounded in my ears with more than human strength did it so sound there is around us in this midnight air a power surpassing nature list i pray although more distant now dost thou not hear the yells of hounds the spectre huntsman's horn i hear indeed a strangely mingled sound the wind is howling round the battlements but rest secure where safety is sweet aura within these arms nor man nor fiend shall harm thee approaching her with a softened winning voice while she pushes him off with abhorrence vile reptile touch me not ah aura thou art warped by prejudice and taught to think me base 
but in my veins lives noble blood which i will justify but in thy heart false traitor what lives there alas thy angel faultlessness conceives not the strong temptations of a soul impassioned beyond control of reason at thy feet kneeling oh spurn me not enter several servants alarmed what are all these fools upon us staring knaves what brings thee here at this untimely hour we have all heard it twas the yell of hounds and clattering steeds and a shrill horn between out on such folly in very truth it passed close to the walls did your honour not hear it ha sayst thou so thou art not one to join in idle tales i'll to the battlements and watch it there it may return again exeunt severally rudiger followed by servants and aura into her own chamber scene four the outlaw's cave enter theobald theobald looking round here is a place in which some traces are of late inhabitants in yonder nook the embers faintly gleam and on the walls hang spears and ancient arms i must be right a figure through the gloom moves towards me ho oh, there whoe'er you are hola good friend enter an outlaw a stranger who art thou who art thus bold to hail us here unbidden that thou shalt shortly know thou art i guess one of the outlaws who this forest haunt be thy conjecture right or wrong no more shalt thou return to tell where thou hast found us now for thy life drawing his sword hear me i do entreat thee nay nay no foolish pleadings for thy life is forfeit now have at thee falls fiercely upon theobald who also draws and defends himself bravely when another outlaw enters and falls likewise upon him theobald then recedes fighting till he gets his back to the wall of the cavern and there defends himself stoutly enter franco desist i charge you fighting with a stranger two swords to one a solitary stranger we are discovered had he mastered me he had returned to tell his mates above what neighbours in these nether caves they have let us dispatch him no thou hateful butcher dispatch a man alone and in our power who art thou stranger who dost use thy sword with no mean skill and in this perilous case so bold an air in countenance maintainest what brought thee hither my name is theobald of falkenstein to find the valiant captain of these bands and crave assistance of his generous arm this is my business here franco struck and agitated to his men go join your comrades in the further cave exeunt outlaws and thou art falkenstein in truth thou art in who thinkst thou am i franco the generous leader of those outlaws so am i called and by that name alone they know me sporting on the mountain side 
where Garva's wood waves green in other days, some fifteen years ago, they called me Albert. Theobald, rushing into his arms. Albert! My playmate Albert! Woe the day! What cruel fortune drove thee to this state? I'll tell thee all, but tell thou first to me. What is the aid thou camest here to ask? Ay, thou wert ever thus, still forward bent to serve, not to be served. But wave we this. Last night a lady to the castle came, in thraldom by a villain kept, whom I, even with my life, would rescue. Of armed force, at present destitute, I come to thee, craving thy aid in counsel and in arms. When didst thou learn that outlaws harbor here? For tis but lately we have held these haunts. Not till within the precincts of the forest, following the traces of that villain's course, one of your band I met, and recognized as an old soldier, who, some few years back, had under my command right bravely served. Seeing himself discovered, and encouraged by what I told him of my story, freely he offered to conduct me to his captain. But in a tangled path some space before me, alarmed at sight of spearmen through the break, he started from his way, and so I missed him, making to gain your cave my way alone. Thou'rt welcome here, and gladly I'll assist thee, though not by arms the force within the castle, so far outnumbering mine, but other means may serve thy purpose better. What other means, I pray? From these low caves, a passage underground leads to the castle, to the very tower, where, as I guess, the lady is confined. When sleep has stilled the house, we'll make our way. Aye, by my faith it is a noble plan. Guarded or not, we well may overcome the few that may compose her midnight guard. We shall not shrink from that. But, by my fay, to-morrow is St. Michael's Eve. Twere well to be the spectre huntsman for a night, and bear her off, without pursuit or hindrance. I comprehend thee not. Thou shalt ere long, but stand not here. An inner room I have, where thou shalt rest, and some refreshment take and then we'll more fully talk of this, which, slightly mentions, seems chimerical. Follow me. Turning to him as they go out. Hast thou still upon thine arm that mark which from mine arrow thou receivest when sportively we shot? The wound was deep, and galled thee much, but thou madest light of it. Yes, here it is. Pulling up his sleeve as they go out, and exeunt. End of Act Three